time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to a special edition of the Get Home Safe podcast, the second podcast of the day for me here. We did an instant reaction show a couple of uh, hours ago, started at 945 when the brackets were released and the CIF has placed Real Hondo Prep not only in the playoffs, but they are going up against Charter Oak, Charter Oak High School, right up the street from me right now in Covina, can't wait for this game. We're going to have on today uh, Coach Mark Carson to discuss uh, the, the matchup, a dream matchup really for guys like me and Mark and guys, anyone who played in the East really in Cary Youth League, I'm sure will appreciate this. Uh, I have a few people in the waiting room right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Voice is already a little sore after about a 45-minute uh, uh, bracket release show we did. And now it's uh, on to the regularly scheduled Monday podcast with Coach Carson. Real Hondo foot Prep Football, guys. It's all about Real Hondo Prep Football today. And very excited for this as we record now after the brackets have been released here on Sunday by the CIF. Real Hondo Prep in Division 7. So uh, let me bring on a few of our people who are waiting patiently. Let me see. First of all, I'm sure we got... Coach Carson there waiting. Uh, Coach Carson, it looks someone's connecting to audio. We got Coach Tarico. We got Coach AJ Corsini. Let me just admit everybody right now. I'm admitting as we speak, Coach Carson, Coach Corsini. Who else do I got here? Uh, Will Tarico. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing out there? What's up? Real Hondo versus Charter Oak. It's on. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) <laughs> All right, for those not watching on YouTube, Facebook Live, we got head football coach Mark Carson. We got D-line coach and hype man A.J. Corsini. And to uh, keep it classy, we have the vice principal of Real Hondo Prep, Mr. Edwin Ixta. Looks like Will Rico is joining us as well. The, the eye in the sky. We'll have some more guests. Uh, first off, Mark Carson, your initial thoughts on what is, a on paper, a, a, a huge game, huge opportunity for Real Hondo. Um, yeah, when we, when we were breaking this stuff down as the season was winding down and, uh, Edwin, uh, and, and Dave Drain, our resident bracketologists were, uh, telling us who we might play and Charter Oak's name came up along with a few others. That, that was one of the ones that we thought would be, um, one that we wanted, you know, if we're going to do this new competitive equity thing, uh, let's play a local team and, uh, great program and um we got what we wanted so we we were really excited and um it's going to be a tremendous challenge uh you know i grew up in covina and uh and so and and very familiar with the uh charter oak tradition and they're great teams great players uh going back to the stracula family and then the Farrar family um super great community awesome football uh, beautiful stadium, fun place to watch a game. Our fans are going to love going out there, and it's close by. And so um, all that is working for us. I just got off the phone with Coach Ferrar, and uh, couldn't be more classy of a guy. And um, uh, they're going to take care of us. 
as far as setup and, and taking care of our fans and all that. So um, it's, it's great. I think it's great for the San Diego Valley. You know, we could have played someone out in, uh, who knows, you know, Palm Springs or something, and, and no one would have cared. But people are going to care about this game. The Rio community, of course, and the, the care community out in, out in uh, Covina and that part of the, the valley. So I think it's really cool. I, I was speechless when I read it on the bracket this morning when I looked at it and I paused for a second to let it soak in. I was like, okay, Real Hondo's played Arcadia High. They've played Arroyo High. I've always dreamed of playing someone out here in the East San Gabriel Valley. I grew up in Glendora, went to a ton of Charter Oak games, um, you know, Northview, Glendora, you know, but Charter Oak is special. One of the stable programs, Coach Ferrar, yep. classy guy for sure. Uh, let's get a, a, just a few brief thoughts from the other guys here on the podcast. Coach Corsini, nice mustache you got going there. What are your initial thoughts of the matchup? Uh, I think it's a great opportunity for us. And uh, I think our, our D-line has to play well, obviously. Uh, we had a coach watch their game, recent, one of their games recently. So they got some good size. But uh, I think our guys will accept the challenge for sure. Awesome. Awesome. You're so calm right now. I know usually you're, you're so energetic. You're saving it up, I'm sure, but yes. I love the stash. Uh, Will Tarico, they're on the, uh, on the screen. Uh, Coach Tarico, uh, what are your initial thoughts? You're going to be the, the eye in the sky on Friday night, as you always are. Um, as a Covina guy yourself, how special is this matchup? I'm really excited. Uh, I was telling Mark yesterday that I really wanted the Charter Oak matchup. I knew it was the way we were looking at it, it was close. Uh, there's a ton of guys on that team who I actually coached, so I know them. I know the parents. I'm really excited about going out there, um, just even, like, seeing the kids now that they're older. Uh, but, like, like we've been saying, I think there's a great opportunity uh, for, for Rio, for the CARE program. Just such a cool mesh. A lot of those kids did play in CARE, so it's just it's exciting. Looking forward to it, definitely. They've had a ton of players on their roster over the years. Uh, who have gone through the care program. Uh, it's right around this corner from Wingate Park. I mean, Mark, you guys should go to Wingate, just roll time sake, do your stretching and, and stuff there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Vice Principal Ixta, uh, what are your thoughts on, on the matchup? I mean, this has just got to be something special for the school, right? Uh, right, yes. Huge step-up game for the school. Um, like Coach Mark said, with huge for the San Gabriel Valley Um you know, some of those coaches were talking, it's a little intriguing that, you know, we've had guys that we coach um, who have grown up and are now at Charter Oak and we've financially contributed to the Charter Oak football program. So I uh, wonder if we can get our money back or, you know, ask for a refund or something, but <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it, it's very, very intriguing matchup. Um, the SoCal, um, uh, our, our local journalists, you know, it's, it's, you know, they, they thought it was a little bit shocking, but also uh, very intrigued by it. So yeah, it's a, just a huge game for the community. I think it's wonderful. And for Mark, I mean, back to you, for us guys that grew up in the East, Covina, Glendora, San Dimas, West Covina. I mean, we've always like traveling West to Rio has been something, but the opportunity to, to play out here a few years ago, Rio played in, in a CIF final at Covina district field. I thought that was really something special, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it, Mark, you don't have to agree. I think this is probably one of the biggest games in Rio Hondo's history. Um, someone texted me that same thing. Um, and, and I think, you know, take away the championship games. It might be, you know, yeah, you can say that. 
the biggest game in Rio history taken away. Of course, championship games and stuff like that. But it, it's it's really cool, really exciting. Yeah, not in a million years, I would have thought Rihanna Prep would step on the same field with Charter Island. <laughs> I don't know why they're hosting at five and five, but I'm actually glad they are because it's an opportunity to go there. And and it's not a bad road game if you do if you guys do go on a run here, getting a short trip out of the way. Uh, Coach Ed Drain has jumped on the podcast. How you doing, Ed? What are your initial thoughts on the of the big matchup? Uh, I'm excited. They're definitely a battle of Wingate Park here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We could take them. That's my initial. I was at their game Friday, and let's do it. <laughs> well, cats out of the bag. Uh, look at everybody knows each other here. Every, they know you. You know them. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So. Um, I can't wait for this. A few people on Facebook live uh, have commented. Maynard Bajorquez, a Covina tiger. He says, bring it. Cheris Pollock showtime, baby. So uh, we got a lot of listeners out there that are excited for this matchup. Keep the questions coming guys. Keep the content. Uh, Mark, I have something I want to do off the bat here. Uh, Jonathan Guerrero surpassed 3000 yards in his career on Friday night. Um, uh, Only the third real Hondo prep player to do that. Um, the, the career rushing leader at Rio is uh, Landon Goodwell, right around 4,500 yards. Nate Tycho is second with 3,600. And then there's yep. Jonathan Guerrero, uh, just over 3,000. Uh, but I have a surprise for you guys. We happen to uh, have a voice message from that all-time leading rusher at Rio Hondo Prep uh, saying a few words about the program and also something uh, specifically to Jonathan Guerrero. So I'm going to play that for you guys right cool. now from Landon Goodwill get home safe podcast Landon Goodwill checking in just want to congratulate Rio Hondo prep and coach Mark Carson on a great season you guys looked amazing out there I really wish you the best of luck in the playoff selection Sunday morning uh, also I wanted to congratulate JG on a great season great career congratulations my man um I understand that you broke the 3,000-yard mark. That's an amazing feat. I feel like with the full season last year and a playoff run this year, you probably would have taken the top spot, man. Uh, tough break, but, hey, um, you know, that doesn't take away from the great career that you've had. You're the all-time leading rusher in my book. You definitely put an asterisk next to myself and Nate Tycho's name. So great job, and welcome into the Rio Hondo Prep Record Books, my man. Great season, guys. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Landon Goodwell, for the great words of encouragement there for the program. Mark, what do you think uh, with Landon's comments there? Cool, man. Landon's always been a class act. Um, he actually texted me when he found out. Uh, he texted me. Uh, it was late Friday night, I think. Um, so that's cool, man. Landon's a class act and uh, one of the all-time greats, of course. So it was cool for him to acknowledge uh, JG and and, and chime in and, and send that. So that's really cool. No doubt about it. And I would make an argument. I, I, I ran the numbers. I ran the numbers and I thought about it. Okay, Landon played uh, three full seasons from sophomore to senior year. As a freshman, he played in roughly five games, couple regular season, three playoff games. So basically three and a half seasons, uh, plus four playoff games his senior year, two his junior, one his sophomore year. Jonathan Guerrero has put up over 3,000 yards in a couple of carries his freshman year in the playoffs, I believe uh, a full season, a sophomore year, a three game season, his junior year. And then a, a 10 game season here, his senior year. 
And keep in mind the sophomore year, he wasn't even the starting running back to start the season. So basically a full season this year, three games last year, half a season, his sophomore year of the bulk of the carries, he's put up those numbers. Uh, I think in like half the time, maybe that Landon did his, his damage. Yeah, it's incredible. JG, uh, we won't see another one like him. And I think his yards per carry uh, over 10 will never get surpassed. Um, I <laughs> back ever averaging 10 yards a carry. And that's just insane. Uh, been the benefit of some great offensive lines, of course. And, and you know, our, our run-based scheme is, is beneficial to him, but he's just a, a phenomenal player. Um, Coach Corsini was the one who uh, early on kind of um, identified him as something special and, and really encouraged us to, to get him in early and often. And uh, he's made uh, all of us look good that way. And just a great guy and even greater person, as you saw in that article that, was, that came out last week. He's a great dude. Coach Corsini, so you get some credit there. Now, when you when you came to the staff and were like, hey, uh, I know this guy's little, but he's special. And, I mean, we're, 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 be honest, were, the, were guys skeptical? Or what did you see in him uh, to, to say that, hey, this guy is a great football player? Uh, I mean, I think some of the, the younger staff that had kind of came on when I came on were all kind of aware um, of what he is. I was just the, the JV coach that always uh, pushes the younger guys, whether I'm right or wrong. I just happen to be right on this one. But um, I think the, the younger coaches kind of knew what was going to happen. And um, it was, yeah, it was a kind of a messy situation a little bit at the his sophomore year. Cause you'd never want to kick out a, a senior, but um, it kind of, uh, it kind of just happened. And then, you know, the, the senior back was cool and, you know, he did other things to help out the team and he just kind of rolled and it was uh, yeah, it was special. So hopefully he gets a couple more games. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He might, he might need to get that uh, past Nate Tycho for, uh, for making a run into this playoffs. Yeah. So. Hey, I, I think it'd be great. I think let's put it this way. I think Nate would probably be more than happy to see the record fall because, or his second place record, because uh, that means real Hondo's uh, won a few games uh mark first look at charter oak they're five and five okay uh oh and three in their league uh but some wins over some decent programs a win over northview south hills west covina los altos and the school from um uh, santa maria in saint joseph i mean I, I will say this in in total respect uh first charter oak's a very successful program a long history this is probably one of their down years, but still it's going to be a, a, a tough test for you on Friday night. Yeah, no doubt. Great program. Um, we actually just completed the exchange. So I pulled up their uh, huddle right now and um, you know, looks like decent size, good athletes. Um, they're running the ball. And um, yeah, so it, it's going to be, it's going to be a great game. Um, and a down year for them. Um it's actually a sign of respect that in a down year, they're still division seven. And so uh, for us, it's just, you know, looking at the whole bracket you see, or all the brackets, I don't know how many teams in the Valley are in higher brackets than us. You know, they're almost all below us, which is just an amazing thing. Um, and, and credit to our guys for, for balling out all year and, and how they've played. So um, yeah, I got Charter Road going right now. Looks like they're, Spread, but they also have some two tight end action going, so going to be, be multiple. Uh, good, well coached team. I already can tell that. Oh yeah, uh, Dom Dom Farrar uh, has been an assistant for his dad forever. Uh, I think mm -hmm. he's 
the athletic director, or he was at one time and uh, yes. great, great guy gets a little fiery when, when the, the ball gets kicked off, but uh, one of the best coaches in the Valley for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, just spoke with Dom. Great dude. He's super, sounds super gracious. And, and he was so complimentary of the care program uh, mentioned Will and uh, cause Will coached his son, who's the quarterback in care. Um, and he, so he loves what we're about and total respect for our program. And uh, he's the AD and, and it's funny. He goes, yeah, he goes, Hey, I saw you're the AD now. And he goes, uh, hosting a game or traveling to a game is a lot easier than hosting one. Believe me as the AD. I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're cool. Going. Yeah. Well, a nice short trip right down the arrow highway. Um, yeah. I think, Mark, you and I and Will, and we've all driven by that field so many times. I had the opportunity to officiate on it before, and uh, it's a special place. And, and I think I think the real Hondo fan base is going to show up in full force on Friday night with it being so local. Maybe those who don't normally get to a game will be intrigued by this matchup. Uh, I think it'll be a full house on Friday night, at least on the visiting side. I think, yeah, these guys can – Will might be able to comment more on the care community, but I think the Rio community will come out. Um, and I think maybe CIF had a little eye on that. Like, Hey, you know, they're about the bottom line too, making some, making some ticket sales. So <laughs> maybe they see that too, but I don't know what we'll think about the, the size of the care crowd and would, would families out there be excited about that? Uh, I mean, I think when, when we talk about, you know, when we try to get kids to, to even think about Rio, usually one of the first schools that they're, they talk about is, oh, well, I'm already going to Charter Oak. So I know there's a lot of connections with Charter Oak and the, the care community. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think there'll be a lot of people there who are intrigued and they say, let's go check this game out. Um, I'm excited about, you know, I have to go up on the uh, up at the top, going over to their fans, and I'm sure I'll see tons <laughs> of people who I'll recognize. So I, I'm, I, know, I know there will be a lot of care families who do decide to go to the game. I mean, it is local and you know, what better, what better, what better game to go to if you know, both, both programs. You got that right. Yeah. And, and, you know, Mark SC versus UCLA, um, you know, that game every year, there's we'll say there's a lot of undecided players who are kind of uh, wondering which school they're going to go to based off of the, the result there. So uh, this game could be very huge for future RHP teams as well. No doubt. No doubt. Very excited. Can't wait. Uh, I, I just, I was out of, out of breath this morning looking at it. Uh, fans on Facebook live, uh, send coach Carson or myself or any of the other coaches here, some questions, some uh, topics. If you, if you like, uh, I know there's a, a lot of people out there tuning in. I'm not sure how many we have watching on Facebook live, but yeah, Mark, this is big time. We're live. We're live now. Usually you and I usually record, have a day or so, but uh, yeah, it's cool. we're live right now. So uh, tell me, uh, if you will, Mark, first of all, I saw a great article about Jonathan Guerrero and, and Gio Ortega. I mean, I, I thought it was so well done about uh, each kid. I mean, uh, talk to me about uh, that article and just the constant coverage really from 210 Prep Sports. Yeah, Brian over there who, who runs that website and does an awesome job. Uh, he kind of fell in love with Jonathan back in back in uh, 2019 and it's uh, followed our program ever since. And um uh, he really appreciates the access we give him and, and our stat people, Harry Joe and a photographer, Ms. Uh, Susan Coulter, who send him stuff to make it easier on him to cover the games without being there. And so um, I think in return for that, and, and we've kind of actually become friends a little bit. And so in return for that, 
I think he wanted to do something special for our guys in our program and write that article. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It really was um, just, and had them talk about each other, which I thought was really neat. Um, and then uh, so there was some video after your game on Thursday night, uh, victory over viewpoint, by the way, uh, you know, with Jonathan, with Gio and then uh, Ryan McCullough had, who had a, a couple of really nice long touchdown runs on Thursday night. He's usually, the, usually that bruiser back inside that just kind of, uh, you know, finishes uh, the drives off uh, inside the fiber. So he had a couple of nice long touchdown runs. He got, he got on camera for some interviews uh, as well. That, that I saw all three of those. I, I thought they were great. Yeah, it's cool. And Ryan, Ryan, if we can get him going, um, the three headed monster, you know, JG, Ryan and uh, Gio, with uh with Damian directing it all you know that that gives teams a lot more to deal with because they can't just they can't just focus on JG and mm -hmm. we think uh viewpoint was focusing on JG um I kind of I told the coach before that we're going to try to get him to 3,000 so I think they came in <laughs> they're like go wherever he goes and so uh uh it was cool it was a good challenge for our guys in a good way you know we made some plays in the passing game as well um Damian had nice nice completions and and then Ryan kind of got some good carries too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was a you know all around great football game. And uh, Mark, what about the seniors? It was their last game on uh, regular season uh, home game. Uh, did you guys have a special ceremony or anything for the seniors? We did senior night earlier in the year, uh, and then yeah, it was kind of weird because no one knows like it's just our last game. Because usually you know if you're in the playoffs or not by this point, you know. And so but nobody knew, <laughs> and so. Um, there's some sticking around, uh, doing pictures and stuff like that. And, and, uh, you know, we thought, we thought we were going to get in, but we weren't sure. So that was kind of weird that way. But other than that, that's all we did. It's just normal game. Yeah. I had to finish it off, uh, you know, big time there. Um, you know, Mark, you, you guys have led in a lot of games this year. This is kind of unrelated, but I saw this and I had to ask you, um, uh, Inglewood high school, beat Morningside High School 106 to nothing. The UCLA-bound quarterback of theirs threw 13 touchdown passes. I mean, uh, if you don't want to comment, fine, but I thought it was absolutely ridiculous and something that does not need to happen in high school sports. And uh, anyway, what, what were your thoughts on seeing that? I mean, they're intra-city rivals, I'm sure, so I'm sure there might be some bad blood there, but even then, I don't see any reason to do that as a coach. And I thought I read that uh, Morningside asked for a running clock, but Inglewood didn't agree to it, which is like, you know, what's the point? So looks like they were trying to actually set some records and do all that. But, but you got to remember there's kids on the other side of the field too, who got to stay out there and, and be the blunt of that. So take the brunt of that. So uh, not cool, but you know, I don't really know the history or what's going on, but it, it just, from an outsider's perspective, doesn't seem cool to me to put up 106 points on somebody. Yeah, you guys have had a lot of blowouts this year. And, and the thing about blowout games is, that I think people forget is that uh, sooner or later, you're going to be on the other end of one, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and you need to know, you know, what, what it's like. So um, you, you've done a great job. The, the, the article, articles have talked about you taking the pedal off the gas a little bit as well. So uh, in some of these games, and um, I don't think that's going to be the case throughout the remainder of the season here playoff time will be close games and, and oh. tough matchups for sure. How's the health of the players, Mark, everybody healthy uh, after the 10 game season? Um, not as healthy, healthy as we, 
would like, but that's football and everyone's in the same boat. Um, so we'll, we'll be all right. There, there's, <laughs> um, yeah. Don't want to give anything away that other people might see, but yeah. No doubt. But no doubt. Boat, kind of. I mean, we have, you know, less guys to choose from, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing you and I've talked about a lot about depth and how, you know, real Hondo, the roster is so small that, uh, you know, one injury could be, uh, at least, you know, two, maybe three positions on the field. Um, and, and that's just probably the, the biggest disadvantage Rio has is just a lack of depth and, you know, only 20 something players. So, uh, a school, I don't know what charter Oaks enrollment is, but, uh, you know, they're going to have a lot more than uh, 25 players on their sideline. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And, um, uh, it is what it is. Um, you know, we got to do, our guys are excited about it though. They're excited about the challenge So. Yeah, we, could, we wouldn't have it any other way. We, we uh, just heard from Fred Monteblanco from the class of uh, 2005. He said, you can always count on real, real Hondo being well-coached. Great job, fellas, and congrats to the team and the coaching staff. Thanks so much, Fred. Thanks, Fred. Hey, Fred, great Fred. Glad he's tuning in. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of people tuning in. Uh, uh, up to 12 people right now uh, on live, and I'm sure there'll be more people uh, watching this later. Uh, Mark, talk about uh, Thursday night. Um, again, you guys uh, took a two-viewpoint. Uh, we talked briefly already about some of the, the big plays you guys had. Did you have any any plays for us to maybe look at today? I did not in this. Uh, there's anything that the guys want to show. Um, uh, yeah, I did not pull anything up, but... Um... Okay, no worries. I thought, I thought we were just going to focus on this. I wasn't really ready for that. No, no, it's un- understandable for sure. That's where we're just kind of freelancing it here. Um, that's that's all good. Um, Mark, who are some of the players do you remember going through care that ended up at Charter Rook? Do you remember any any specific guys? Well, I remember guys I coached. Yeah, I coached in Covina for six years. Um, and so make me sound old, but um, going back, uh, one of their quarterbacks named Brandon Kyle. Mm. Uh, uh, I coached him. Uh, Kyle Cook, another good football player from there. Um, Nick Fuentes, Brian Hunter. Um, I remember going a couple of years and like easily like two of their four captains were ex-care guys, which I thought was cool. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, so, yeah, those guys didn't mention a few, but Will, AJ, they've been coaching out there more recently, so they'd be able to tell you more names. Nick uh, Fuentes was a teammate of mine, uh, Jan Balon. Uh, same year as me, uh, Juan Silva, who really Juan. turned into a monster at Charter Oak. He was he was an okay player in care, but he got really good in high school and uh, uh, led that team. So yeah, those guys won CIF, I think their junior year. And yeah, you're right. Every time you, you, you look at a Charter Oak game, I would argue Charter Oak, of all the teams in the area, Charter Oak probably has had more former care youth league members than any other school. Uh, no. Yeah, I think for sure. Will would back it up. Will, Will follows that stuff closely. So what do you, what do you say, Will? Yeah, I mean, every year they have, you know, four, five, six guys who whose names I recognize. Um, uh, guy like I know on this team, I think all of us here have coached Armando Murillo. He's one of their best defensive players. I think all of us coached him, all of us younger coaches. So we know him really well. But, yeah, every year there's a bunch of guys. <laughs> Yeah, that it's it's. I mean, we we could go on and on and on, but it, it's true. Uh, Maynard Pajorca has tuned in. He said, "When is the champ? <laughs> Slow down, Maynard. Slow down. When is the championship game? How does that work with basketball? You know what? 
I think everyone here on the podcast could care less about basketball right now, but uh, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, you know, uh, send the, send the JV players or, or I always, I, I would never understood why you even schedule basketball games in like late November, early December. Like, let's just, let's just wait a while. Uh, you know, even if say, say your season ends early, then you got some time to at least practice. At least get ready. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's our first basketball game? First basketball game, what'd you say? First yeah, basketball, basketball game is the last week of November, right? 20, 29th. Let's, we'll, let's hope we're busy. Yeah. Get there. But uh, I don't think, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. We got, Maybe December 1st. Yeah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We got, we got a game Friday that uh, will give us all we need to think about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, indeed. Uh, no worries about anything else except Friday night, one game at a time. Um, you know, I think a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of good games out there uh, for, for people to watch, uh, to go to, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like this is the biggest game in the area. I, I don't think, uh, you know, I look at your bracket too. I don't want to be the guy that looks ahead to all of the, um, you know, potential matchups, but, um, you guys are hands down, Mark, the smallest school um, in this division enrollment wise. Yeah. And we expected that, which again, I think is a nod to our guys and our program and how good they are and how tough they are that, that we get, you know, it's a badge of honor if nothing else. Um, and uh, so it's, it's cool. And like I said, there's not many teams, you know, we're, we're in a lower division, higher division, however you want to say it than mirror high school. It's like, can you believe that? <laughs> It's unbelievable, but Hey man, it's the direction we want to go, you know, and that's for us. It's it, this game is big for the past, the present and the future. You know, this is where we want to go. So um, we're going to just embrace, embrace the system as it is and, and let it rip, you know, I can't, I can't tell you how many guys would have loved the opportunity to play a school like Charter Oak. A lot of guys on this screen that I'm looking at, but also other alumni. I mean, Mark, you guys have played Arcadia. You played Arroyo. Um, you, I think, uh, who else have you guys played? La Cañada, some other local public schools. Um, yep. but, but this one is, is, is just different just because of the proximity, but, you know, knowing each other. And uh, I knew it, at some point we, we'd get you guys east of the 605 freeway for some, uh, for some matchup. Yep. <laughs> yep. Here, what, we uh, here we yeah. go. Here we go. Mark, uh, how did you get the news? How did you, uh, did you just pull well, it up on you? Yeah, well, my, my, uh, I was on the CIF website in church and my, my thing crashed, but then Will was uh, right there and he's, and he told me, yeah. <laughs> Charter Oak. Like, miles over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I pulled it up right at 10. I was doing the, the pre-show here and uh, just outstanding, just outstanding. Um, what was I going to ask you, Mark, about the upcoming game? Um, nice road trip. So that's not bad. Uh, yeah, Charter. All the tickets are through GoFan if, if our fans want to know. So say that again. All the tickets, you, it's through GoFan. It's a uh, online or a digital platform for ticketing. And so um, you don't even buy them at the school. You got to do it beforehand, I think. So everyone needs to be aware of that. But we'll send stuff out so everyone has that. Okay, perfect. Now, Mark, the game, uh, CIF games are scheduled for 730. Sometime, are, are you guys going to change the game time to 7 or 730 still set? Oh, that's right. You know, I was thinking it was 7, but I don't know. We'll see. If it's 730. Okay. Yeah, we'll do 7.30. It's a, well, that, that, that long drive to Covina, man. I mean, you know, get a, 
Arrow Highway, yeah. <laughs> Traffic and everything. Um, what was I going to say about Turtle? You guys have any questions or, or things you want to talk about? Anybody, uh, AJ or Will or Ed, uh, uh, Edwin, you guys have any, any jump in at any time. Feel free. Any, anything? Uh, I'm just a, I'm a, always a, I'm not a big status quo person. So um, I know when they, when they did all this uh, new bracket stuff that it was going to force us to do things that maybe we weren't necessarily comfortable with. And, um, you know, I, I know there was a lot of people that didn't want to go from eight man to 11 man and now look where we're at. And so I just think it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. I know our guys are going to go out there and, and give everything they have and let the chips lie where they may. But uh, I think it'll push us coaches and care coaches to just do better and just be as best we can and just try to get more kids available to come to the school and just, you know, see what we got. I think, you know, we're, we're a great football program, but there's more we do at our school than that. And so um, hopefully we can represent that on Friday night and uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm excited. I already texted Ryan McCullough and he's uh, he's, I want to be anxious all week. And I said, that's good. <laughs> it, means, it means you want to play. So. Yeah. I, I hope the kids understand as much as maybe alumni and adults that um, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, familiarity with, with the two programs kind of uh, outs, you know, not really, interacting much with each other, but just there's connections there. Uh, and Mark, you know what, as far as nobody, nobody here is complaining about the division you're in because it's, it's just commenting really um, you and I have gone a lot of charter Oak games. And I remember we've had our moments sitting there and, and just being like, man, it'd be great to get to this level someday, this division, you know, not just be in division 13, but to, to climb the ranks and to play in higher divisions. And, and here you are, Mark. Yeah, it's a new frontier. AJ said it well. You know, you went from eight man to eleven man. That was a big, big step, right? And I guess even before that, six to eight. But um, uh, to get this is, you know, this is the vision. This is the dream to be playing these kind of big games, and um, and it's where we want to be now. It's where we want to be in the future, and so uh, we're embracing it, dude. And it's it's uh, it's cool. I think it's cool, and I and I'm looking forward to um friday night of course and to moving forward you know the kind of the respect that this is bringing to our program and and so forth so uh, it's gonna be fun yeah absolutely uh jeff fairley one of your trainers has uh, chimed in he says what is the initial scouting report on charter oak run pass ratio featured back etc so without giving away any secrets mark i mean we briefly talked about it but what do you, what do you got on jeff's question there well, I'm in, I'm through play 125 here on their uh, Alpha Loma game. And they seem, I would say, uh, 60, 40 run pass. So uh, runner, runner, I'd say more run heavy. Um, looks like they got a good stable of running backs. QB is a senior. Um, Vince Ferrar played in care, played in for his dad. He's probably been around the program since he was a toddler. And so uh, you, you know, it's, it's going to be a well-coached, well-run offense. So. Yeah, that's my initial thoughts. Interesting. Uh, good stuff indeed. Yeah, I can't believe. Wow, he's a senior now. Um, uh, Maynard Bohorquez, question for Coach Corsini. He says, if we win, will AJ shave his mustache? <laughs> I've, been, I've, been working, I've been working hard for this. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, 
I'm Mario for Halloween and my wife's Luigi. So, you know, I, I'm, that was part of why I grew it, but um, it's staying with me. Not many men can pull this off. I am in the top percent of men and uh, it, no, it's not coming off. <laughs> That's a great costume, Mario and Luigi. Outstanding. Uh, mm. Yeah, let's grow it out, man. Grow it out. Uh, playoff mustache. Uh, it is Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween to all. What uh, any uh, Co- Coach Carson? You're a little older, maybe not dressing up, but uh, what, what what do we got on the costume uh, circuit tonight, guys? Who's we heard from AJ? Ed, what are you uh, dressing up as? Well, my uh, my daughter is going to be a bumblebee. So I have a, a a beekeeper costume. I got the whole thing with the net and the hood. Love so walk around beekeeper. <laughs> I loved your your must uh, your mustache your uh, costume uh, the other night. Uh, was it at Pearl Prep? Was it you and Pete Clark were uh, the? Oh, yeah, the, we were dog nappers. Yeah, and who was Corella Deville? That was Mrs. Moore. She oh, went all man. out. That was awesome. That was a great costume. Uh, Will Tarico, uh, what what are you going to be uh, walking around tonight as, or maybe maybe just being uh, you know dad for the day or whatever? Uh, I just have an inflatable uh, dinosaur rider costume that I bought last year. I'm just going to use that. <laughs> That's outstanding, Coach Carson. Edwin, you're next. You're on deck if you're still there. Uh, Coach Carson, you going to throw on a special hat or anything? Uh, no, I, I, I've uh, always been averse to wearing costumes. I don't know why, uh, since I was a kid. And so I'm not really into costumes. My kids are all about it. And they're, uh, two of them are in Harry Potter. Um, one is a fairy dust princess. I don't know. Uh, they, and so, yeah, we'll be trick-or-treating them hard. And uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Overdose on the candy this evening. Nice. Uh, and uh, Vice Principal Ixta, uh, you, you seem extra clever and creative to me what do you got going on um yeah not so clever this year you know i'm, I'm pulling the uh little wagon while my kids trick-or-treat so i'm not i'm not gonna dress up this year okay okay no worries so i think uh, i don't know it's neck and neck between ed and aj there uh i might be partial to the luigi just because of the just because I, I enjoyed the mario brothers oh boy oh you gotta get oh man he's gonna no, get I'm it going, going. Uh, and drain, how was, how was the Pearl prep, uh, festivities? Do they still do like a costume parade or whatever for the kids? Yeah, we, so we still, we go down to Rio during, uh, their snack period and, uh, yeah, we line them up by class and, uh, <laughs> there he is. And we do a little, uh, parade. The sixth graders though are a little old. So we had them do a, a class theme and they all wore, uh, half of them wore blow up inflatable dinosaur costumes. And the other half were uh, were dinosaur wranglers, kind of like Jurassic Park. So it was a pretty big hit. Uh, like it. Like the book. Yeah. Book yeah. Uh, book. Hey, Ed, you got a nice compliment here from our man, Fred Monteblanco. He says, Ed looks like Marcus Luttrell. That's great. All right. <laughs> hey, the lone survivor himself. A <laughs> lot to live up to there. Yeah, AJ's I know. Got the... oh, go ahead, Ed. He's a real hero. <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely. Um, uh, AJ, if you're not listening uh, or watching on YouTube or Facebook Live, AJ's thrown on the Mario Brother hat. Uh, I don't think you should ever take that off. Maybe even rock that uh, next Friday night on the sideline, man. <laughs> hey, can't distract from the players, huh? <laughs> the, 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 the true, uh, the true uh, reason why we're there. <laughs> no doubt about it. I love these comments from the uh, from the fans and such. This is great. Um, Mark, can you just speak on on the season now that t- you're ten games in? It's playoff time. 
is, I mean, you don't want to, how do you balance the whole concept of, all right, now it, now these games are important. Now it's winter go home, but also balancing like, Hey, we just need to do what we do. Where's the line on that and being consistent versus, you know, Oh, this is a big game. I mean, how do you weigh that? Yeah. So um, first of all, really happy for the guys. They get opportunity to, to play another uh, football game and play together and, and move forward in the playoffs. Um, if God wills that. And so it's, it's um, special that way. This is just a special group in that um, they're a great class. And with the pandemic last year, it would have been a shame not to get to the playoffs um, this year. And so it's, we're really happy for them and they've earned it in their preparation, um, you know, weight room, all that stuff. So you're really happy for them that way. And then um, as far as preparation, you know, we'll go through our normal rhythm, normal routine. Um, but there's always going to be a little more energy maybe behind it or more, um, I don't know, a little more juice behind it just because it's a playoff game. You know, you can't, you can't deny that, but, but, you know, our schedule, our routine, it'll be the same. And, uh, you know, we're going to film, we're going to lift, we're going to run on Monday. We're going to practice long practice Tuesday, Wednesday night. Um, team dinner Thursday and then, and then go out Friday. Um, at this point in the season, you can't remake yourself. You can't reinvent yourself. You are who you are. And, um, we like who we are, you know, good physical football team. Um, something that we have been working on though, Matt was our penalties and we had zero last game. Ooh, I love that. So yeah, I can't remember ever coaching a game where we had zero penalties. So, um, you know, always small things I got to work on and we'll, we'll watch film of Charter Oak, get ready. We'll watch film from our last game to kind of review anything that we need to um, tighten up, but you are who you are. Um, so just cleaning up any execution, getting ready to um, be clean on special teams and, and all that stuff is, is what we'll do. Absolutely. Um, you know, rather than watching maybe one or two games on film, we'll break down probably three or four, and so we'll have more data to go on that way for our opponents. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's, man, it's, it's the best time of year. I mean, Halloween, the weather's changing. I mean, it's playoff time. It's playoff football. It's uh mm-hmm. Oh, it's so special. Dave Guerrero. Uh, Dave Guerrero chimed in. Uh, Mr. Guerrero. I think that is, he says play with confidence. Yeah. So, uh, love that. Uh, man, people love uh, the, the drains here. Jan Balon. <laughs> Jan Palon, why do all the drain dudes look the same? <laughs> well, come on, Jan. Um, Maynard Bajorquez, maybe Will or Mark can answer this. He says, are the facilities nice at Charter Rogue? Not much has changed. They do have turf now, which is nice. But that's always been a pretty, uh, pretty cut and dry stadium. But yeah, one of the nicer facilities in the area. Ed was just there last night. So, ah, or Friday night. Just, yeah. uh, just, uh, Ed thought you'd, you'd tune in for a local game, uh, yep. you know, potentially that's cool. Yeah. So Ed was there Friday night. Ed, what did you think? Oh, it was a dope vibe. I think our guys are really going to like it. The field, yeah. The field's nice. Um, stands are big so we can RHP faithful come out in large numbers. Um, but yeah, it was a really cool vibe. Yeah. I went, I had coached a couple of players that are on the team, so I wanted to check it out. 
I was looking at the potential matchups, you know, potential guys in division seven and thinking, okay, I just hope it's someone local. And I was thinking, okay, maybe Pasadena, El Rancho. Those are two really close schools to, uh, to Rio Hondo. Um, and then I was like, Charter Oak, man, that would be a dream matchup. And then, and then it just, the planets aligned and, and here we are. So uh, I am going to move heaven and earth to get there on Friday night and, and Mark will, will do it right this time with the, you know, a pregame interview and stuff like that to really make this thing uh, special. Yeah. You better be there, Matt. <laughs> I'm bringing the podcast with me. Absolutely. After a great, a great show like this, um, you, you know, ab- absolutely. So uh, playoff time Rio's in it. Um, the kids have got to be, uh, have you talked to any of the kids yet, Mark? Uh, AJ said he texted yeah. Ryan. Have you talked to the kids yet? I mean, are they, because yeah. there was pins and needles, right? This was not a guarantee they were going to get in. Yeah, they're excited. Yeah, I talked to uh, about five or six of the guys, um, and they're excited. They're ready to go. And we have a little group text going. Everyone, everyone's, everyone's all about it. So, yeah, they're excited. It's going to be great, man. It, it's just, I'm, I'm, so fired up. I've, uh, I've been fired up for a lot of games in the past. You know, a couple of years ago, Mark, um, you guys played in the playoffs at Harupa Hills. And I was at that game. Um, they were incredibly talented, very fast. You guys really competed with them. And it was just a few plays here and there that they were better than you guys on. Um, so guys like Jonathan, guys like um, Ryan, I think, who played in that game too. Guys... All the seniors, yeah. Yeah, all they, the seniors yeah. played in that game. Yeah, it's not going to be anything new for them as far as the level of athleticism and all that. So our guys aren't going to be, aren't going to be afraid. They're not going to be um, intimidated. They're, they're up for it. Um, so it'll be, yeah, that, that, that game's going to come back um, to be benefit to us, you know, the fact that we've been there before. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think once the ball kicked off, it was, it was football. It was just football yep. and – you guys took it, took it to them. They had some big plays too, the athleticism, but uh, you know, I, I think this game is going to come down to uh, you know, some unsung hero. We know about all the great things that have happened with um, with the, you know, some of the guys who get the headlines and everything, but I think this is an opportunity for someone to make a play this year uh, that hasn't really gotten. I mean, it's just an opportunity. Someone's going to come out of nowhere to make a play. Maybe a, maybe a sophomore, maybe a freshman, maybe a, I don't know. I just have a feeling that someone's going to make, make a difference that maybe we weren't expecting. Yep. It always goes that way. Big play that no one expects. Yeah. And so who knows, but yeah. And the, the turnover ratio, and we've talked about that. That's, that is so important. Um, if I, I'm confident that Rio, because the offense is so unique, it's so different. Um, I think they're going to move the ball. You guys are going to move the ball and, and put up some points. I think the concern is always slowing down uh, another team because no one, no one knows the real offense, but you know, you guys, if they spread you out uh, really use their athleticism, that could be a concern. So uh, what would you say, Mark is, is the, I don't know, the, the, the key on defense since you run the defense to, to stopping charter rope. Yeah. Well, looking at them, it's, it's, uh, I would say containing the big play, um, number one, and then creating turnovers to, to give our offense extra possessions. And, um, that's always going to be huge, but, um, looks like they got good size up front as well. So, so really just, uh, withstanding the pounding that they're going to try to bring to us. Um, that's going to be big. 
and um, playing good football. So if if we can look like, you know, watching them right now, if we can limit their big plays and um, try to get off the field, you know, some three and outs are the next best thing to a turnover. So get a combination of six three and outs and or turnovers, uh, we'll be in good shape. The great Monty Kiffin, uh, former defensive coordinator, uh, he had a saying, I think when they were playing the uh, St. Louis Rams in the NFC Championship game in 1999, greatest show on turf, put up all kinds of points. And he, he told uh, his defense, he says, he said something like, he says, do not get off this bus if you don't want to tackle. And they held that, that Rams team to 11 points. Rams did win, go to the Super Bowl. But uh, I think uh, tackling is always you know, important and something that I, I've always remembered that quote is just something as basic as blocking and tackling is what the football game usually comes down to. Yep. <laughs> That's it. That's it, man. Fundamental. Sorry. We're taking some of your, 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 your tape time here, Mark. We'll, we'll finish up quick, but a couple more questions for you. Uh, first, uh, Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Sam Hersema, my brother, he says, congrats, gentlemen. I will be in attendance, uh, with the loudest father in RHP history. <laughs> Take it to him. He says, here's my question. Who's the most underrated player to play for RHP, not this year, but just throughout history, Mark. Uh, I spoke with Matt about it last night. He knows my answer or my pick, and he can elaborate. Uh, Sam mentioned, just as an example, uh, Mike Galvan, somebody that was a great football player, but, you know, not really, you know, the big star or anything, but just who, who are some other guys throughout RHP history? And, and Will, Edwin, uh, Ed, you guys can answer too, but who are some other guys that may have not been the headline but just some underrated players in uh, RHB history. Um, I mean, yeah, you got one of them on the podcast here. Edwin was, I would say, you know, because of the nature of the positions he played, um, but he was one. What's that? Oh, oh sorry. Dude, we, cut out. we froze up yeah, or something. Oh, there we Oh, well, Mark, Mark is freezing up. Uh, okay, I think you're back, Mark. Say it, say it again. You said Edwin. I'm sorry, you cut out for like five seconds, man. Um, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm on campus. It's the Wi-Fi here. But uh, no, the uh, Edwin was a great player on that 05 championship team, but was not. You know, he didn't run the ball or, or touch the ball. He was a, a super tough guy. I mean, we just have too many to name. I don't know. I don't know who you, uh, sure. who these other guys would think, but there's so many guys who have been. Um, it's kind of that. It's almost like a, a character, caricature, just a, a guy who's a tough, real player who just does his job. And, and you can name, I don't know, 30 of them, 40 of them who just, you know, go out, um, don't care who wins. Uh, I'm sorry, don't care who gets recognized, don't care who scores. Um, and they just do their job. And that's, we've had a ton of guys like that. So I would say it's, it's almost who we are, you know. It's a it's a prototype, really, of, of what you're looking for. The, you know, yeah. a lot of guys like that. So, uh, Ed or Will or Edwin, did you did you guys have any maybe answers to to that question from my brother? Uh, I'd say the Amundsen brothers, both Ooh. Pete and Andrew Amundsen. Yeah, real good one. Both. I know Andrew personal experience. You know, 2008 championship team. Dude was just solid. I mean, yeah. and then he never had any yeah headlines, but I think he stripped the. The running back on the final play that won us sealed the game for us. So, yeah, I'd say the Amundsen brothers. Man, Pete was as Pete strong was a as a bull. Is there a stronger dude in RHP history than Pete Amundsen? 
have no Maybe clue. We come out on Wednesday nights, and it was just no fun. We had to tell him to stop coming. Will, what do you got? You got an answer for me, Will? I mean, just on this team, I feel like Calvin is one of those guys. Uh, you know, you, you hear about JG, Gio, Ryan McCullough, but I feel like Calvin, because he can do so many things, he's just very underrated. Yeah. And we Ray talked Mont- a lot. Yeah, Ray Montez? Ray, yeah. I'll throw in, you know, he's – we have some big linemen uh, who kind of – you would I would be drawn to, Paul and, and Royal. Uh, but Ray plays line too. And um, starts a linebacker, and he's super physical, super tough. And so he's kind of like, I would say, on this year's team with Calvin, like maybe an underrated player. Good one. Real good one. Uh, Edwin said you were mentioned uh, by Coach Carson. Uh, who are some people uh, or players uh, in your mind? You're a real Hondo prep historian. Hey, you know, I'm partial to uh, guys who play offensive line uh, just because, you know, not just the work that, that, that those guys do offensively, but they're also guys on the defensive line. So, you know, going trenches both ways is tough. But a guy that stands out who did that was Ed Garcia, who played, you know, just a few years after I, I did. And, you know, he, he just – he was just – one, he was mean, but he was also – he was good. He was so good uh, for, for Tim and Antonio, who were, who were running backs. And one of, those, one of those guys who just – he stands out as – I think one of the best linemen we've had, um, yeah, Ed Garcia. Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. Absolutely, I had Eddie on the podcast before. He's yeah, he's exactly what Real Hondo is looking for in in their players. A uh, few few comments from listeners. Uh, Jeff Fairley and uh, Dave Guerrero also mentioned. He, he said his dad, so he must have meant uh, Peter Amundsen. Uh, and then Jeff Fairley, Mark says Dave Carson Jr. Although Dave was kind of a star, I thought but a stud stud player both yeah. ways. Yeah, he, he was played tight end for that 87 team who uh, lost in the finals oh. and linebacker. He was yeah. Great. What um, about Christian Tarico? Good one. He made some catches. I, I remember seeing some of his catches being like, how did he get that? Yeah. That team had a bunch too, 2012. Sebi Rosales. Oh yeah. No doubt. Yeah. A bunch of unsung heroes, man. I love it. Um, what was, oh, Jeff Fairley, Mark, this is a question for you. He says, uh, now that RHP is in the playoffs, are there specific takeaways from the loss to Campbell Hall? Um, yeah, you got to win the turnover battle. We lost that. We lost it two to nothing that game. And um, in a close game, that's going to be the difference. So mm-hmm. that, that was a great lesson learned um, from that game. No doubt. No doubt about it. Um, yeah. That you got to get the ball and hold on to the ball. It's just basic, basic stuff. Um, and, and I mean, when you give up a fourth and, you know, 10 or 20, whatever it was, uh, you know, that's a backbreaker too. That's almost like a turnover the other way. Uh, Edwin's got to take off. No worries. Thanks, Edwin. Uh, AJ took off already. I'm sure. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys doing this on a, on a Sunday to step in for uh, a, a brief Thanks. while here. Thanks, so, Matt. You got it, man. You got it, guys. Uh, so anyway, uh, final. Let's, oh, I'm sorry. We got another one. Uh, I'll let you guys go here very soon. Because um, get to that game film, right? Get to the game film. But um, yeah, I saw uh, your brother had he had his thoughts on who the most underrated player was. Who, who, who's his pick? Oh, oh, he said Mike Galvan. His was Mike Galvan. Sorry, That's how, how he came up in the uh, the conversation. I was like, yeah. Mike is a super quiet guy, but just intense and uh, scary, right? <laughs> so uh, anyway, kind of uh, in, in closing, I guess, um, Mark, what 
as far as RHP playoff tradition, playoff, um, what are some bit moments from playoffs, either as a coach or just an RHP historian um, that, that stick out to you that you guys would love to replicate here on Friday night? Um, this is the big moments and guys making guys making plays um, in the biggest of moments with with the uh, highest stakes. And it's just so fun to see that um, games that, you know, kind of go down in in uh, history in RHP. You know, I remember the not the finals as much as the semifinals in in 2005, being an undefeated St. Margaret's team at home. Uh, it was kind of light rain. Um, that was really cool. The uh, uh, 2012 run where we we lost to mission prep early in the year, got killed by them and then and then beat them in the finals. Um, stuff like that where, where it's doesn't look like it's going to go your way. Doesn't look like, looks like we're outmatched. Um, but we're not really outmatched, you know, cause we got a lot of things in our favor too. Our guys, um, will bring it and, and they're gonna, you know, just so seeing guys, um, show up for those big moments and get rewarded for the work they put in is, is really cool. And then, you know, the cooler weather, the big crowds, all that is, is special. So. Couldn't said it better myself, Mark. Uh, it's, uh, we said it a million times already. It, it's a special time of year. It's a special game this Friday. I, I'll be texting you all week, I'm sure. And uh, I'll be on the sideline there uh, more than likely. And I can't wait for this matchup. This is a dream matchup. I mean, there's so many things you could say about it. I can't wait to recap this whole night. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, Ed just texted me a great one. Our, our Jake Hanna from the Salesian game in uh, 2008. I think what that was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he, or 2009, he uh, came in as our third string quarterback, hadn't played quarterback all year and our top two went down and he, he finished that game off for us. So another unsung hero, right? Yeah. There. So, Andy yeah. Hannah, uh, Andy Hannah, man, that's what a great football family that is. The Andy <laughs> Hannah, Brad and Chaz. And, oh yeah. Ho- hopefully, hopefully we have some more to talk about uh, after this week's game and so forth. And, and so it's cool. It's going to be cool. Real Hondo Prep at Charter Oak Friday night. Cannot wait. Mark, thank you for joining me. I'll let you get back to the game film, the mad scientists in the uh, in the film room there. Yeah, thank you. And RHP family, we got to see you out there. Let's fill up that, that visiting bleacher. Fill it up. Let's go. Sp- standing room only. Come on. It's not that far. It's anyone who hasn't been to a game in a while. This is the one to get to. Get to. Covina, Friday night, Charter Oak High School. Get there early. Hit, hit that Grand Avenue in and out. You know, at, at 536 and get to the game. There you go. <laughs> oh, what a night. What a night indeed. Thanks a lot, Mark. I appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks, good, man. Luck, good luck Friday. I'll be talking to you then. Yeah, thanks for everything, Matt. Appreciate it. Of course, man. Anytime. Bye. Well, I'm fired up, guys. I know you guys are fired up as well. What a, a evening, a game we have ahead of us on Friday night. Thanks to everyone who tuned in on Facebook Live. This has been so much fun uh, interacting with the fans. We had multiple coaches on here. Um, I figured out how to finally do this uh, Facebook Live and you know all these other things uh, regarding uh, the live shows and uh, Zoom. So I'm excited. Can't wait for the game Friday. I'm going to be there more than likely. I uh, can't guarantee it, but uh, just excited for this matchup. Uh, dream matchup indeed. Real Hondo Prep at Charter Oak. Uh, two legendary programs in the San Gabriel Valley finally getting to face off. So uh, I hope you guys can get out to the game. Mark said it in and out burger and Covina right there on grand. 
fuel up for the game and then it's game time. So I'll be with you guys Friday, check out Facebook live for some uh, interviews before the game, maybe halftime after the game, or uh, it should be a lot of fun. I'm out of breath. That's two podcasts today. And I might do a third here. We'll see a Halloween uh, edition. Happy Halloween, everybody out there. Go Rio Hondo. Can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Let's go Hondo.